0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. Uh, Once again, this is your host, Tim Birch, and we are still on location. Uh, We're still eating a lot of pierogies and uh, taking in the Warsaw nightlife, um, except we now have finally—we've gotten through the FIG Congress 2022, and uh, I thought it would be very appropriate, um, kind of like— Narelle Underwood. This is another, uh, and this has got to be careful to say this. Uh, I've been uh, LinkedIn stalking for quite a quite a number of years because uh, of her work uh, in FIG, uh, her work, and we'll get into what VS, VCSP means. Uh, but it's Claire Buxton, and uh, originally from New Zealand, uh, residing in Canada, and she'll give us a little background on that. But. Like I said, I've been watching this young woman's career for several years, and has been been quite uh, quite impressed, quite intrigued, and so to meet her in person's been uh, been really good. So, welcome, Claire. Thank you for taking time after this long week <laughs> to sit and just uh, to have the chat we've had to date, and you know just so far today, and really just to kind of catch up on a lot of things.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, okay, so let's start first. FIG. What what cur- I mean, why are you here in Warsaw? What 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 have you been doing in FIG that brings you to Warsaw? Now that we're finally back in person, what what have your roles have been
1: uh, since the start of my involvement? Yes. Okay, so I got involved in twenty sixteen. The uh, working week was in Christchurch, New Zealand. And my good friend, Melissa Harrington, was on the local organizing committee. Yes,
0: Melissa, yes. Shout out to Melissa.
1: Yeah. So um, I really heard about FIG through her and was really interested in sticking around and going to that that working week. Um, so that's where I first learned about international land-holding perspectives rather than New Zealand's way of um, uh, New Zealanders holding land rights. Sure. So that's what got me inspired into getting to, into FIG and then um, I had already been volunteering for Survey and Spatial New Zealand, then NZIS. So uh, I, through MEL and through the Young Surveyors Network, um, helped a little bit for the Istanbul Working Week, just a workshop. Sure, sure. Um, I'm investing on your, in yourself to get others to invest in you.
0: Now we're in 2018 yes. to Istanbul, right?
1: Yes, and we also jointly wrote a paper together on um, will technology ever replace the human touch and land rights.
0: I think that's probably where I first was made aware of, of, of your presence in the surveying world. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, but so yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah, so that was like a socio-technical paper that Mel and I wrote here in Colorado and me in New Zealand, and then since then, uh, and, and during that, I was inspired by the chair at the time, Eva-Maria Unger, um, oh, yes. to kind of help with the Volunteer Community Surveyor Program. So a pilot had been run in 2017, and um, in Istanbul there was a roundtable on how to continue, uh, continue and scale up sure. the program sustainably. And so I had already put in place um, plans to do a workshop in New Zealand on the volunteer toolkit and um, then Mel took over the ranks, Melissa, and uh, needed some support um, to create a bit of a plan for the Volunteer Community Surveyor Programme, VCSP. So that's where I came in and then after some strategy building and some team building um, and some networking uh, to get more partnerships right we have got to a point now where we're ready to scale up again Um, we're still making tangible outcomes even during the pandemic and so I am representing today the new lead of the VCSP um, Roshni Sharma from Sydney Australia. Oh, yes.
0: another yes you
1: probably heard her name uh,
0: another one that's on my bucket list of, to, to meet someday because yeah. uh, she's I think she's a great force for the future as well now yeah. and the future but yes good
1: yes so I'm um, I'm wearing a few hats but that's my voluntary hat and I'm gonna report back to her um, some really Critical conversations we've had throughout the week.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Um, yeah, so that's that's that, and and my my paid workers with Underhill Geomatics in uh, um, like Vancouver area. Right. Okay. In BC, and uh, they've helped me to come here today. So uh, this week. Nice. Um, so, nice. Yeah.
0: So what's what's your daily technically paying job? What 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 do you what? Uh, what does Claire do for, for uh, employment? I mean, what, what, what is your job there?
1: So my title is project manager. My first title coming into that was party chief, and that's not a term used outside of North America. So my friends thought I was just a <laughs> party person at the front. <coughs> yeah. Love that term. Uh, and there I have, um, I don't necessarily stick to my role description, and try to help in terms of conversations around streamlining and um, general strategic conversations. But my everyday job is managing engineering surveying projects, nice. um, coaching other young surveyors on uh, you know workflows, using Starnet for adjustments, um, good documentation processes. And my other paid like what I'm trying to get more into is, Is the land surveying side of things to transfer my license from New Zealand to Canada.
0: Sure. Well, good. One thing I want to drop back to is to talk a little bit more about the VCSP and some of the things that go on with that volunteer program, because to me, it's almost like a little bit of a Peace Corps with a little bit more of a direct message and direct initiative, because I think that's something that I know in the United States and probably a lot more developed countries, there's more there's more assumption of title rights. Mm-hmm. And so can we talk a little bit more about that and what, how the VS, VCSP really kind of helps with some of those things?
1: Yeah. So the VCSP, if you have to say it 17 times to get it right, it's yes. hard to get it around your mouth. But so we have a kind of two-pronged uh, overarching goals. and. Um, the, the program exists as a collaborative global outreach program for young surveyors to volunteer their time and skills to humanitarian and environmental crises. So we map the world a better place is our tagline. We bring our combined global energy into the fight for two of the most important issues our generation faces today, and that's climate crises and lack of equal access to land rights. So to us, I guess, and to many professionals and experts, land rights and climate crises are very much intertwined, um, and I'll get to that soon. But what we do with the VCSP is we host those wisdom workshops that I think you're aware of. Oh, yes. And part of the idea with that is to introduce that exact concept to those who have the privilege to have strong, secure, land systems in their own country, right. but that doesn't exist in other countries. right? Um, and those in those other countries that don't have that system to learn how it could be done in a pro-poor um, approach. Sure. That's using land tools, for example, like cadastres or GLT and Cadast- right. STDM. So we introduce those through hands-on sessions in the workshops, Um, we have volunteers come back and talk about their experience, and we have uh, dedicated sessions to tenure security using fit-for-purpose techniques. So attendees to that would receive, actually attendees and those who actually final, like do the workshop and do the MOOC beforehand and actually finish it, receive a certificate and when we host and run in-country deployments, that's when the certificate comes in handy because we know that that young civilian right. has experience or actually just general understanding of the concept. Of they the could whole concept, use.
0: exactly. Good.
1: And that's in a more hopefully easy way to um, access because they're online and they're not hugely academic like you, you'd see a lot of at um, FIG working weeks, they're more entry level maybe. So then when it comes to implementation of those programs, there's existing partners already, um, large organizations that are already implementing um, uh, land tenure security projects in countries with NGOs on the ground right so there's no need for us to recreate the wheel Um, maybe once we grow a bit bigger we can start doing that and and have our own programs but we need to use FIG's network of experts for that right Um, what we do is we try to remove barriers for volunteers to actually get their boots on the ground and and get into it so that's whether it's raising funds general coordination we have a Try and um, communicate the VCSP as well as we can. Um, network with the right partners and have a lot of online meetings to do so. Sure. Uh, and, but the back to the piece on, um, you know, in, in New Zealand and in America and Canada, where I work, there is a lack of tenure security for the indigenous people so and mm-hmm. the indigenous people it's recognized are the safeguard of a lot of our forests and our forests are carbon capture um right you know havens so that's the connection to the environmental and climate crisis oh sure
0: no that makes that makes complete sense mm. it really does
1: so one of the uh sessions i went to yesterday was stand for her land and that's a international campaign to increase women's access to land rights. Okay. Um, I am hoping that we can do more with um, Stand for Her Land with VCSP as another another partner to help us on the ground.
0: Well, I'd first heard that term this week, so I'm not sure how long that campaign has been around. So, if it's been around longer than this week, I've been com- I've been completely oblivious to it. So, I'm hoping that it's somewhat new maybe maybe not i
1: don't know enough about how new it is i think it's okay. been around a while okay. i i um had heard about it and wanted to get engaged but okay. it took yesterday for me to be in the room to sure see that there's a real a need and uh, right an ability for us to help each other
0: well considering women are half the population around the entire entire earth, yeah I, we're
1: actually yeah, what, more yeah, than yeah, half yeah actually <laughs> actually
0: you're a majority that's true that's true um I guess so while we're talking about uh, the the majority of the planet, and and we're here talking <laughs> of, you know, with FIG uh, Congress and talking about surveying, I guess we you know we should talk about you know a, kind of a I won't say a watershed moment uh, you know t- today we found out that uh, the next FIG president um, will in fact uh, be a woman, mm-hmm. uh, which is exciting. Not that there you know there has been a woman in the past, Chrissy from. From Greece, but um, you know I'm, this is, and you know I hate to say it, but even in the last eight, you know, four to eight years, things have changed and things are different, and uh, it is more dynamic to have. Um, uh, it's Diane Dumashi from uh, from England, um, part of part of RICS, uh, will be the next president for four years. Fig. Um, it's it's exciting, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to bring it's going to bring a new dynamic to not just FIG but I think to the surveying profession worldwide.
1: Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Absolutely, not only a woman but a woman of color as well.
0: This is true. Yeah, this very is very exciting
1: to see. Um, one of the things I presented on this week was on how we as the VCSP team have communicated, tried to incre- increase equity, belonging, and inclusion. Um, And as part of that, I did a bit of research from, I don't know if you've heard of Catalyst. Yes. You have? Yes. So they did some research in April this year on um, internationally, 1,100 companies, not in surveying, but generally.
0: Generally, yes.
1: Of management and women in management. And the statistics are something like there's 37% of women in management then it goes down to 29% in senior management and 23 in executive management. Right. So you see a clear drop off between management and senior management. And we've known about this drop off for a long time. It's just, it's, and it's impre- improving, but um, it's, it's still not gonna be quick enough. I think the stat was that it's gonna take 100 years for us to, to make um, in, uh, equal, right. the pay gap come, come together. So yeah, having women like uh, Diane Dumashi in in a leadership position is great for that role model um, that she will bring to many young surveyors, young female surveyors, uh, young surveyors of ethnic backgrounds that are non-white. And uh, I'm really excited to be part of the growth that's happening in this space. Oh,
0: it is. It's definitely, uh, it's gonna make for more exciting times. Um, because I think it, it brings uh, a little more, uh, a, a little more emphasis, a little more uh, enthusiasm and encouragement, um, you know. And that's that's one thing that uh, that excites me, and one reason I like talking to to to, to young women like you, like Narelle, like uh, the Anna Rios and mm-hmm. the Sarah Walkers and and others around the, around the world. That uh, it's it's just hoping that 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 young Uh, woman student hears this and says, wow, I hear what Claire Claire has accomplished. It is possible for me to do these things or Mm. what Narelle has accomplished. And it is possible for me to do these things because, you know, unfortunately we, you know, a lot of kids grow up these days that they're told they can be, can do anything. Mm. Well, until they try to do it and then (laughs) there are barriers.
1: Well, can I touch on that? Yes, please. So uh, earlier you called me a trailblazer and That's a very big term to use. It's not the trail that I've burnt. Someone else has burnt that Right. So I'm following in the footsteps of some giants. Um, But when I entered surveying, I came to it through an open day at Otago University. John Hanna was the dean at the time. And he said that there's not enough representation of women in surveying. And that was really something that got me into surveying. And I was brought up to believe that the world is my oyster. I can do whatever I want. I'm one of those kids, right? Um, thanks mom and dad. Uh, and that has been true. I have been able to do, um, what I wanted. I have, but I have to acknowledge that I've got a level of privilege and I'm already at a certain point that I can springboard from. So, um, one thing I want to make sure of is that I'm bringing those that have less privilege to step up from, uh, with me. Um, I had another point. It's gone. Well, anyway,
0: let me let me ask you about privilege real quick because it, it that obviously privilege has become um, a hot topic mm. um, in a, in a lot of different environments and, um, and and I've I've heard several people, especially men and women of color, ex- explain it better to me than anything. <laughs> is it's not so much about the privilege, it's I've had less barriers than others Mm -hmm. that it's been easier that they haven't been, uh, whether it's economic, whether it's racial, whether it's, it's, it's not necessarily the privilege itself that they don't see me and say, Oh, Timothy, come on in. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's, it's the lack of barriers that that others have had to come over. So uh, I, I agree and that's, you're right.
1: Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I, I, don't feel as comfortable talking about privilege in that sense, obviously. I I am a very white girl. Uh, Like, my heritage is is Scottish and English. Um, But I do have friends that have opened up to me about the barriers that they've faced um, being a person of colour in surveying. And I know that um, from my experience now, as I get into that middle management position, there is this glass ceiling that I can't see, and that's a barrier for me. and because of having networks in, in women and surveying, I'm able to sort of navigate that. I also have a very good coach and mentor um, who is a, a senior man back in New Zealand, Mark, um, who helped me understand his perspective as a business owner um, on, on equality. Um, some of the, I guess, barriers uh, related to, we use the word diversity a lot as a trigger word um, and i'm learning a lot more from roshni actually she did a chapter on this mm-hmm. in commission three um ebook
0: she's wise beyond her ears she
1: is yeah <laughs> she's got an old soul um so we talk about diversity a lot and we hire diversity and we're getting a bit better i think in the numbers i don't know them probably not fast enough but once a, a person is hired of a minority group kind of missing a beat I think with um, belonging and inclusion and equity and again Roshni's better to read her paper but how I understand it and how I see it is that yes you're in the room but you're still in a room with people that don't have the same background as you so how do you make sure that people of minority groups are feeling welcomed into that group. Right. How do you make sure that they are, um, given equal opportunity, even if they don't speak up for, say they want a promotion, but because of their cultural upbringing, it's not appropriate to ask for that promotion. It has to be done another way. Um, yeah, I did have another point too. I keep going uh, That's okay.
0: That's okay. No, because you know it's, and, and you're you're exactly right. You and I sitting here, as, as as white, you know. And I'm the same way. I'm I've got a, a tremendous uh, Scottish Irish background. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I was just telling somebody a story. My my daughter did the twenty three and Me DNA test for Christmas yeah. a year ago, and because she wanted to know where we came from, and you know I've got, I've now come to find out I don't have a German background. I've got this uh, tremendous UK background. But anyway. Um, you're right and you know and, and to take it even further I mean me sitting here as a white man um, I don't have the lenses that you do mm. I don't have the same lenses that you know and, and, I, and I'll share this one very quickly is and I don't remember her name um, but it was a it was a young uh, was it one of the, the young surveyor students uh, that got one of the uh, grants to come I think she, she She's from Zimbabwe but she had to go to South Africa to get the Polish Chile. yeah yes to get the Polish visa and then she flew to I think India then to Dubai got hung up in Dubai and then you know it's just you know it's just barriers like that mm, yeah that you know and that's on top of being in foreign lands. As a, as a young black woman, mm. that's, you know, I just, I can't, I can't imagine.
1: She's incredible. She, so and she is incredible. If I could kind of tie that in. So Shirley yes. Tendai-Champonsa, she's from Zimbabwe, and she's the incoming vice chair of the Young Surveyors Network. Okay.
0: Um,
1: she had to represent herself as the vi- incoming vice chair as well as Fera, who's the chair of the Young Surveyors Network, and she is done a phenomenal job this week of being pulled in all sorts of directions and representing so well and speaking so well at very late late notice. Right. Um, so I think that, that kind of circles back to the story I wanted to tell, which is actually okay. a joke that Deborah Frances White said in a um, podcast she did for years, I think she's still going, called uh, The Guilty Feminist. Um, it's about a concept where, a story where there's two people approach a door and one is a a white straight man and one is a young Asian woman and actually no they're the same age same experience level same background technically and they come up to a door um, and there's a bouncer at the door and the bouncer says to the man come on in you're welcome and then the bouncer says to the young woman can I see your ID please and he proceeds to ask her some questions and say, you know, what's your date of birth? And right. And then after a while, he lets her in. In the meantime, the man has gone through two other doors that this woman has to come up to. And then it continues through many doors that she has to start, you know, she comes to a bouncer and she says, um, I'd like to get into the door, please. And he says, well, what's it worth to you? And she then has to negotiate her oh. way through the door. And so, yes. so she gets through all these doors and meanwhile, this other man has gone through 10 doors and she's through the third. And so in that scenario, I'm going to tie it back, is those people have the same technical background. They have the same qualifications. That man has got through those doors because he has no barriers. That woman has had to get through those doors and create a whole lot of soft skills that that man wouldn't have. So if you hire that woman, you're going to get a more well-rounded Uh, person in that role that has had to create those um, communication skills and come across adversity which will make them a hugely responsive leader so back to Shirley like she's she's had to adapt so fast and come across those barriers with her visa along with other young surveyors from Nigeria and Ghana and learn how to navigate that with grace and it's uh, great to see her do it
0: Oh, it is. And the, the, the smile on their faces, they're just, they're so enthusiastic. Um, but yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's not so much, uh, our, you know, any kind of privilege. It's, it's the lack of barriers and just the, the, the amount of barriers they've mm-hmm. had along the way and continue to have that you're right. And it's, um, and until we get more, um, we break some of these barriers down and we get more, uh, more equity, in the workplace, mm. uh, these 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 conditions are going to continue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting. That's very good, so.
1: We did talk about this before as well, the, the offline, that um, it, you were saying, you know, I don't want to get up and speak, and I, I don't feel comfortable about it. But we're both advocates, and we can be allies. So I think it's a good platform you have here to be um, feeling like you can speak about it to your contemporaries.
0: Well, you we should, it. because we, we do support it, and it's yeah. it's, it is about uh, having the best people, you know, that want to be there, that want to contribute, that really are impassioned about the work we do. Uh, it doesn't matter what race they are, what gender they are, any of that. Mm. It's you want the best people around you. Yeah, you want your best teammates. Exactly. And if uh, if if you and I, as white people, can't be there to champion those causes. Well I think it's I think there's definitely something wrong with the system so yeah. uh, it, it we need we need to be able to to speak our minds as well i mm. I think so Um, we've talked about so as i say we talked about so much uh, <laughs> offline beforehand, but I guess uh being here in warsaw for for the f i g Congress, what other things have you seen this week that really i guess enthuse you to want to do more uh, and keep going uh with some of these actions and some of these platforms that you you feel so strongly about
1: Well I think it's been the passion that I'm seeing in other young surveyors and younger young surveyors and I have to be careful here I don't want to set myself up for committing to too much I have a long list of things I need to sit down and reflect on right for my next move but you know there's at least three or four young surveyors, that want to set up their own networks in their countries because they don't have a young surveyors' network. Right. And in fact, right. in Canada, I don't think there's a young surveyors' network.
0: Not that I'm aware of. And now of, I'm but... setting
1: myself up here, but I right. want to empower yes. other yes. young surveyors in Canada to
0: get their own network. Yes, there you
1: go, there you, go. <laughs> um, you know, France, Namibia, and Finland, all three young women uh, wanting to set up a young surveyors' network. And I think in, we're seeing more and more, actually, the voluntary roles and leadership are held by women. Um, we need to make sure that there's uh, gender balance and we also get more young surveyors, of male young surveyors involved as well. Um, but, yeah, that's been the biggest uh, inspiration, I guess, and the, the common thread I'm hearing is that we need to use our networks and strengthen our networks better with the VCSP and right. with young surveyors' network.
0: I do want to delve into that very... just. I guess not necessarily briefly. We can talk about it as long as we need to. But um, women in surveying, and we uh, we know that there are parts of the world where women do have a little more gender gender equality, mm-hmm. more gender balance. I mean, Europe is is pretty is for the most part is reasonably good about that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there's places. I mean, the, the U.S., uh, uh, Australia, New Zealand, such. There's still there's still that 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 gender imbalance Mm -hmm. um i really think and i think we just was something we touched on was how those women in those more balanced areas can really do some good to help uh, help help um not really to help with the with the you know balance it out but help mentor
1: yeah and help
0: and help bring some some effective experience Mm -hmm. and uh and opportunities to other women that are that are seeking those same challenges.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't have the answers. Well, <laughs> but I do have ideas. Um, we have five young women in surveying in my class. I think there was three when I left uni. Okay. Out of sixty, so the numbers are still low in New Zealand. Right. Yeah. I think we need to start with measuring because we don't know in surveying what the representation is in, by gender. I think the word, the terms, disaggregated data. You know, we need disaggregated data on our own. Uh, right. Fig. I think it's a good starting point, point. and that will take champions from each region and each country um, to gather and push for. But that doesn't have to be just women doing that. You know, this is a oh, society. All all genders need exactly. to be need
0: to be pitching in.
1: Exactly. So, um, I think we just spoke with a woman from Germany who agreed yes. that the, the German um, case is that there's no gender balance that she's aware of so she's in a position of um, knowing how what it's like and can mentor um, there's a lot of talk about mentoring this this congress and uh, I think that's going to be, a, I hope that's going to be a strong focus of, of the next um, leaders of FIG so there's two ways of going about it. We continue to build on the pilot that was run in, in Africa region for the mentoring mm-hmm. at a large scale basis, but I think on a m- micro scale, you know, I've I have the ability to share my knowledge on how a young surveyors network could be created or any network. So, you know, I can reach out to the, some of the people I've met um, this week that want to set up their own network and have an online session every six weeks or something and just try and, you know, it, it won't take much preparation, but have a conversation right. around how we've done it and how they're going and what they can do next. Right. There's already resources that exist, um, around how to do that, but I think we need to keep them up to date. I would agree. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to take a really strong, uh, leader and second follower to, to create a woman, Women and Surveying Network for FIG, and it's it's going to take measuring, yeah, measuring and fi- finding out where sure. what our baseline is. Sure. Yeah, and and connecting with existing programs around women and surveying. I know internationally there's some that exists. Well,
0: you know, what? i I got to be honest with you, it's just something I'm sitting here thinking about, and you know, talking about the the uh, the woman from Germany um, and how there are parts of Europe where there isn't such an imbalance um, of, of, of men and women in surveying. But I'm also now kind of cross correlating with that's to me is also some areas of the world where surveying is a little more of a respected profession as well.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And that's, hmm, that's kind of amazing now that I think about it, and not that anybody's done any official studies or real looks at it, but you know, I, that's something I've always I've always appreciated about hearing about surveying in Europe. That there's a much higher regard for surveyors mm. here in Europe mm. than there are in other places of the uh, places of the world.
1: You know, where else um, has a really good example is Nigeria. So when you become a surveyor in, a licensed surveyor in, in Nigeria, you change your title to surveyor Cleveuxon. I would be okay which is incredible i would love to be able to change my yes. title to the surveyor um so yeah that's another good example of that's a f- real promotion I, d- of I
0: guess i didn't realize accent. that i've you know now that you say that i've i've seen that in a lot of their titles mm. but i thought maybe that was just part of their culture to help to help uh you know not the to, to, to the, hi- the hierarchy yeah. of being able to know who does what but uh that is an honorable title yeah that's really cool yeah all right. So, anything else from the from the the uh, Congress this week that, while we're while we're on our little uh, soapboxes, we can <laughs> we can get out and, and beat on a little bit.
1: I have got one last point, and it's around um, mental fitness. So, thank you, um, Kobin Asiyama, who's the outgoing Young Surveyors Chair. He said to remind everyone that Young Surveyors are their partners, not helpers, and we like what i'm noticing and you'll notice as well and you're one of them is that there's a a small group of volunteers that get dragged into all sorts of initiatives because we stick our necks out right and in order to make fig sustainable young surveyors network and vcsp sustainable uh, the women's network everything it's going to take a team and we have to be careful that we're not selecting the same people every time because we're going to get burnout and I think um, on the helpers, not partners, uh, partners, not helpers Mm -hmm. thing, it's, you know, oh, you're a young surveyor, please type up this letter for me. Oh, you're a young surveyor, you can do all our social media. You know, um, yes, we can do the social media piece, but you also want to be talking with us about what are our perspectives. As you said, you know, over the last four years, we've got these online leaders that are coming through, that have been through the pandemic and growing, that, that's the way to transform our industry. I think agreed and on mental health as well, uh, surely Tendai Chapunza touched on this and she called it quiet quitting. Um, yes, you've that's probably a big, heard it. big trend coming yeah. around. Yes. Yeah. And I saw something recently on LinkedIn about quiet quitting is talked about in a real negative way, and, and blaming it on the people leaving. But often it's the people mm-hmm. that are leaving that, are, you know, they are um, passionate people to start with, but then there's poor leadership that they can no longer continue to work in that, that um, place. So um, I think in terms of leadership as an industry, we should be looking at who's leading, how are they leading, are they leading with empathy, have they got the skills to be managing people, or have they got to that position because they had technical skills and got forced into a people management
0: role. Exactly. You know, and that's something that, you know, I've been talking to Michelle uh, from Australia Consulting Surveyors Network uh, and talking about the business of surveying versus the technical side, and you just hit on it. Because somebody is so technically competent, they do get promotion, 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 and all of a sudden they're in charge of people and they have no people skills, they have no managerial skills, they have no business skills because they're a great, competent surveyor but they've been promoted based upon those skills and not the ones that they should be doing. And in turn, you're right; they're managing people that they don't have any skills they have a skill set to do, and the people under them are suffering. Mm. And they're the ones that actually end up paying the price. Yeah. So you're you're right, and the profession needs to do a better job creating that skill set, uh, assessing that skill set, and helping those people that want to assume those roles with that skill set. Yeah. So we've got to do a better job of, of training ourselves to m- make sure that we're equipped to do that.
1: Yeah. And it's not always just training as well. I think this ties back to the minority groups in representation. Yes. Um, if you look at the, and the bouncer analogy that I poorly gave is yes. that
0: that wasn't poor. That uh, was spot was on. It? Yes.
1: That was spot I on. Made Deborah Francis quite proud. Maybe, uh, is that, um, Maybe looking at a person for a promotion that isn't, uh, in a senior level yet, you know, it's, it's maybe daunting if a person doesn't have, you know, over five years experience, but right. they may have life experience that you've not seen them go through. That's made them into a really wise person that could exactly have existing people skills that you don't need to train to immediately.
0: It's not always about the time in. Yeah. It is. It's. It's exactly about that. And um, no, I, I. I like that you've brought this up because you know it's still. That's. I still think that the mental health and worrying about each other a little bit from from the mental, the emotional side is. I won't say taboo, but somewhat you know hands off because yeah. we're not supposed to know that much about each other. But. Um, to I, think that... I think that's
1: generational, though. I like think it's generational, like our generation. And maybe the generation below, hopefully, I haven't studied it uh, um, because of the what, the context that we've been brought up in. Right. We have we have more open conversations around it, but that may also be my experience. You know, in New Zealand, we kind of have it. Uh, it hasn't always been front of mind, but it's becoming more and more popular and to talk about mental fitness and mental health openly. So. As we should. Yeah.
0: As we should. Well. You know what? It was great to finally connect face to face. Like I said, with even some of, I think that was what I my biggest takeaway from uh, this Congress coming halfway around the world to meet people, other people from halfway around the world, uh, for for change and uh, meeting you as an in person and having these conversations <laughs> has been just an absolute treat for me. Same. So thank you for taking the time to really talk about some let's be honest, some difficult subjects and uh, the fact that you know there's there's no way to tackle these difficult subjects without laying them out mm. and figuring out how do we handle them. So thank you for taking that time. You're welcome. So, well, that'll wrap us up for this week. Um, you know, to go back to back, uh, Narelle Underwood and now Claire Buxton, that's like, wow, I mean, I, we're hitting it out of the park here. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we got a few. We got a few more that I've got on my bucket list that we'll uh, we'll nail down. And uh, but thanks for coming coming today. And we'll uh, we'll uh, wherever you subscribe to your podcast, please hit that hit that like button as well. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.